Hi, welcome to the Miami Church Podcast. My name is Crystal Guayco, and I will be your host for the day. Thank you so much for joining us. We are taught from an early age to monitor our behavior. This keeps us out of trouble and helps us in our personal and professional relationships. But is that the goal? Just behave well. Stay out of trouble. Jesus was interested in more than your behavior. In fact, he invites us to take monitoring a step further. Jesus' main focus is your heart, the heart. That is what matters. That is what needs monitoring. What is going on in your heart? In our message series, The Struggle is Real, we are going straight to the heart. What is happening in your heart? What is controlling your heart? As always, our hope is that this message will take you to your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy the message. You know, I I had only been in Chicago for just a few weeks. I had moved there for an exciting new career opportunity. And you know, right? New, new city, new, new restaurants, new patterns, new, new everything, including new friends. And it was one of these new friends that came up to me, and out of the blue, he looked me in the eye and he said, you need to see a therapist. <laughs> now, my initial response was, no, I don't need to see a therapist but when I get done with you, you're going to need to see a doctor. Now, now luckily, I didn't respond on my initial impulse. But now, with perspective, with years, I get it. I get where he was coming from. I get what he was seeing. My heart, inside of me, deep within me, my heart was leaking. And at the time I didn't see it, and at the time I didn't know it, but it was leaking. And it was leaking in anger, and it was leaking in envy and jealousy, and it was leaking in insecurity, and it was leaking in greed, and it was leaking in fear. And my heart, deep inside of me, my heart, the heart, do you you get it? Do you know what I'm talking about? In fact, in the comments right now, what, do you, what is it when, when I say, hey, your heart, what, what would you, how would you explain that? How would you describe that? Your, your heart, the heart, deep inside the, the, the core, right? We say things like, well, well he broke my heart or, or she broke my heart. The heart is this mysterious, wonderful, confusing part of you. The heart is it's what enables you to love and to laugh and to fear and to experience life. It's the heart, right? It's the spear where, where relationships happen. It's the spear where relationships are broken. The heart. And here's what I know. Life can be hard on the heart. I, I'd say the last few weeks have been really hard on the heart probably even say 2020 has been hard on the 
heart. And whether it's overt or whether it's subtle, what happens is that over time, we, you and I, develop habits that slowly erode the heart's sensitivity and pain and disappointment and unmet expectations, they caused you and me to, to set up walls, to put barriers around the heart. And this is understandable. I mean, it happens to all of us. It happens to you. It happens to me. But here's the truth. It's easy for your heart to get out of sync with the rhythm it was created to maintain. It's easy for the heart to get out of sync with the rhythm it was created to maintain. And if left alone, if left unchecked, if you don't do business, then, then these walls, these barriers, these calluses linger for a, a lifetime. And so I ask you today, how's your heart? What's, what's going on inside in your heart? I'm not talking about your career. I'm not, I'm not talking about your family. I'm not talking about your finances. I'm talking about your, your heart. What's going on in your heart? See, when my new friend said, hey, you need to see a therapist, I didn't like it in the moment, but it did launch a relationship with a 50-something-year-old Midwestern therapist. And I was a 20-something year old, fast-moving, wired-for-action young man. And it started a conversation. It started really years of therapy and hours and hours of hard and uncomfortable conversations that forced me to pause, to slow down, to examine, to consider my heart. What's in there? What's controlling? What's in control. And so beginning today, we're going to be in a conversation, a, a series, what we call a message series, that, that is going to deal with the heart. And we're calling this series, The Struggle is Real. And I think the big question that underlines all of this conversation that we're having this summer is, is what is controlling your life? Like, what's controlling our life? Like, the, the silly idea is if you, if you take a steering wheel, right, and you think about your life, something is driving, something is in control, and what we're going to try to do over these few weeks is we're going to try to have a conversation and try to examine, like, what is it that is controlling? What is it in there that's driving your life? What's controlling your heart? Now, the reality is most of us were unaware we don't know, and that's okay. But the truth is, is that something, something, some types of emotions, emotions in your heart are controlling you, and they're ultimately controlling your life. Maybe a, a subtitle for this message series, The Struggle is Real, could be this. How do we say no to the emotions that compete for control? The struggle is real. How do we say no to the emotions that compete for control? Now, as I've been studying this and reflecting on this the past few weeks, I've thought a little bit about uh, like our childhood, right? When we're kids, when you're a kid, 
right? You are taught to monitor your behavior. Like think about school, right? They, they put, right, not when there's COVID, but when there's school in a classroom, you throw 18, 20 kids in a room and one teacher, and, and a large majority of what the teacher has to do is she has to monitor the, the room. She has to monitor behavior, right? So as kids, we're taught to monitor our behavior. You have to monitor your behavior at work. If you want to stay married, you have to monitor your behavior. And it keeps us out of trouble, and it helps us in our personal and professional relationships. But is that the goal? Like, just behave well. Right? Is that the goal of life? Like, behave well. Now, let's get real here. Many churches, many Christians would have you believe that that's it. Behave well. But Jesus is interested in far more than your behavior. In fact, Jesus invites us to, to take it a step further. He says, hey, you've got to take your monitoring further than just your behavior. You've got to take your monitoring to your heart. See, the main focus of Jesus is your heart. The heart. That's what matters. That's what needs monitoring. What's going on in your heart? Monitoring your behavior is not enough. We need to monitor our, our hearts. Now, there, there was a guy in the first century named Matthew. He was a tax collector, and he goes from tax collector to follower of Jesus. And he wrote an eyewitness account of his time with Jesus. And it, it's become what we know as the Gospel of Matthew. It's the first book in the New Testament, the second part of the Bible. There's four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Four eyewitness accounts of the life of Jesus from different perspectives. And, and one is from Matthew. And Matthew records a conversation... And, in fact, this is one of those conversations where you, sometimes you just go, like, really? This is in the Bible? Like, really? It, Jesus said that? And he records one of these conversations, and it's fascinating. And I, I want you to look with me. It's in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, and it's beginning in verse 1. And, and I want to just unpack the story with you for just a minute. And Jesus goes at this topic. And so, verse 1, here's what he records. He says, some Pharisees, some teachers of the law, they came from Jerusalem to see Jesus. Okay, so here's Jesus. He's up in Galilee, and these religious leaders had heard about him. The word about Jesus was spreading, and so they come up to Galilee. And here's what they say, verse 2. They ask him, why don't your disciples obey what the elders teach? Your disciples don't wash their hands before they eat. Here's what's interesting. This series is going to be based on this passage. And, and I went to one of our artists, one of our local Miami artists, Kiki Valdez. And, and weeks ago I said, Kiki, man, I, I'm going to be, be teaching from this passage in Matthew 15. Could you create a, a piece of art that depicted it? And so you'll see behind me here that there, there's an original piece of art <laughs> that, that Kiki has created. And you can see here's Jesus in the middle. Right? And, and around him are, are these, these Pharisees, these scribes, these, these teachers of the law. And so they, they come to Jesus. And, and they come to Jesus and they come all the way from Jerusalem up to Galilee. And they come and they say, hey, listen, your, your disciples, these guys, they don't follow these, uh, these elders, uh, the traditional rules of the elders. They don't wash their hands. 
And see, these traditions, these rules of the, these were oral. Remember, these were, this was the day before the printing press. There was no digital in the first century. And so these were, these were oral rules, and there was hundreds of these that were passed down orally. And, and so they're like, hey, you're, 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 you're follow, they, they don't follow these rules. Now, Jesus, he doesn't buy it. Uh, the, the rules were just created by man, and, and, and these rules and these traditions, they make God seem petty and, and small, and they're man-made. And so Jesus replies in, in verse 3, he says this, throws it back to him. Why don't you obey God's command? You would rather follow your own teaching. He makes a distinction between God's commands and their traditions. And then he points to uh, an example of their hypocrisy, And I'll skip to verse 6, and he says this. So they do not need to honor their mother or father with their gift. You make the word of God useless in order to follow your own teachings. You pretenders, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you when he said. And then Jesus is going to quote from from the Old Testament, the first part of the Bible, uh, from a prophet named Isaiah in verse 8. Isaiah wrote this. These people... They honor me by what they say, but their, look at the word, but their hearts are far away from me. Their worship does not mean anything to me. They teach nothing but human rules. And he say, hey, listen, they've learned to say all the right things. They've learned to go through all the right motions. And, and behave the right way at the right time. But what does Jesus really care about? What's his focus? He says, hey, what's inside of you, deep inside of you, your, your heart? Then Matthew tells us that, verse 10, that Jesus called the crowd to him. And he said, listen and understand. All right, he's saying, hey, pay attention. Because I'm getting ready to drop something that you want to you catch. Verse 11. He says, what goes into someone's mouth does not make them unclean or or defiled is another translation, right? So he's saying, hey, accidentally eating the wrong kind of food, not washing your hands according to tradition, like, come on. That that makes God seem small and petty. God's not a gotcha God. He's not like, oop, gotcha, trying to trick you. That's not it. Look what he says. He says, it's what comes out of the mouth that makes them unclean. And then as Matthew tells the story, it's kind of a mic drop situation, and Jesus walks off. And then Matthew records the follow-up conversation that Jesus has with his disciples. So Jesus walks off, and then you can see in verse 12, the, the disciples came to him, and they said, Hey, Jesus, do you, do you know that the Pharisees were angry when they heard this? In verse 14, he says, leave the Pharisees. They're they're blind guides. If one blind person leads a a blind person, both of them fall into the pit. Now, again, he's not dissing their dietary laws or even the Pharisees. But you can see that Jesus is saying, hey, uh, they are misguided. They they don't get it. And he's frustrated. In verse 15, Peter says, well, explain it to us. We want to know. 16, he says, don't you understand yet? Jesus asked them. And then in this part of the conversation, you've got to really pay attention now because Jesus is going to give you a glimpse of what matters most to him and what should matter most to you and to me. Verse 17, 
don't you see? Everything that enters the mouth goes in to the stomach, and then it comes out the body. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, okay, time out. Is this like a bathroom joke or something, right? You get, like you eat it, you digest it, and then it goes out. Like we get it, okay? I, in fact, I see that multiple times a day. I get it. Then look what he says. But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. The things that come out of a person's mouth, they they originate within. They come from the core. They come from the heart. And then look what he says. He says, these, those are the things that make someone unclean. The, the word unclean here, defile, it, it, it really means to be put at odds with people or to be put at odds with God. And Jesus is saying, he's saying the heart, your heart, my heart, the heart, your heart is, is overflowing. Your heart is showing. And, and, he, and what comes out of our mouths can put us at odds with people which puts us at odds with God. And he's saying, hey, it comes from within. It originates from the heart. There's an, there's an overflow of the heart, and your heart is leaking. And see, when my new friend in Chicago said, you need to see a therapist, 20-something-year-old Greg, my heart was leaking. I, was, I didn't know it. I was not unaware of, I was not aware of it. I didn't see it. But my heart was leaking. And here's the truth, friends. Your heart is leaking. And if you don't believe me, ask your spouse, ask your kids, ask your boyfriend or girlfriend, ask your, ask your co-workers, ask people around you. Your heart is leaking something. And your heart is showing. You may not know it, you may not be aware of it, but your heart is showing. And Jesus says this, verse 19. He says, evil thoughts come from a person's heart. What kind of thoughts, Jesus? A a murder and adultery and sexual sins. And so do stealing and false witness and telling lies about others. And Mark adds greed and anger and deceit and immorality and theft and arrogance and bad judgment. Jesus says, those are the things that make you unclean. That, that separate you from people and from God. But eating without washing your hands, that doesn't make you unclean. Now, the goal of this message series, the goal of this conversation, the goal of this struggle is real, is for you and me to do some heart work, to do some examination, to say, hey, what's really going on in there? How, how is my heart? What, what are the emotions that are seeking for control? Maybe to use the steering wheel analogy. What, what is it that's driving? What are the emotions that are trying to get their hands on the steering wheel of my heart? And we're going to have to dig around a little bit. And we're going to try to uncover, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, friends, this is going to be a little hard, and this could be uncomfortable. And we're going to have to get to a place where we own it and name it. And we're going to have to get to a place where where we can confess it and seek healing and seek 
renewal. What's going on in the heart? Like, let's get real. What's really going on in my heart? And we're going to get to a place where we say, hey, listen, listen, what is in there? And then we're going to, we're going to name it. We're going to say, hey, you're not controlling me. Anger, you're not in control of me. Envy, jealousy, you're not in control. Greed, you are, you are not in control. Insecurity, fear, you are not in control. You will not control me. That's where we're headed in this series. We're going to own it. We're going to name it. We're going to confess it. We're going to wrestle with it. We've got to do some business. We've got to seek change. This series is about healing and renewal, about replacing, and, and about being healthy. And I'm not a therapist, but I do have hundreds of hours in therapy. And we're going to try to just do, do business with our hearts. Like, think about this. This is, this, is, this is why you must consider this. This is why it's worth it. This is why the pain and the, un, and the discomfort is worth it. Like, think about this. How, how different would your life and relationships be now if you had been taught as a kid to monitor what's going on in your hearts? Like, instead of monitoring your behavior, what if, what if you had been taught to monitor your heart. I mean, what if your father had not allowed anger to control him? I mean, how different would your life be? How different would his life be? How different would your relationship be with him? I mean, what if your mom had not let envy control her? How different would your life be? How different would her life be? How different would your relationship be? I mean, if you're a parent, how, how do you teach your kids? How do you teach the kids to monitor their hearts? Because here's the reality. Here is the truth. Here is the truth we have to sit in. Those closest to us experience the overflow of our hearts every single day. And many of us are unaware, and that's okay, but it's still true. And so this conversation, this message series, this message series, the struggle is real, how, how, to, how to not let these emotions control you, this message series is not about your behavior. This is about your heart. Boy, and if you're single, man, if you're single, your future spouse is pleading with you to pay attention. I mean, if you're married, your spouse is begging you, please pay attention. If you're a parent, your kids, please, Dad, please, Mom, pay attention. If you're dating, if you're in a relationship, your, your boyfriend or girl, your girlfriend is pleading with you, please pay attention. If you're a boss, your employees are pleading with you right now, please pay attention. It's time. This is our time. We've got, a, we've got an opportunity this summer together to, to look at our heart, to go after our hearts. And so we're going to spend the next five weeks looking at what is it that's in there? What is controlling you? What's controlling me? And I'm going to ask you right now to make a commitment. 
Make a commitment that you're, you're going to do business. Make a commitment that you're going to be uh, engaged in all five conversations. Make a commitment that you're willing to pay the price because, friends, I'm telling you, it is worth it. You have to do it because what is going on in there, you can, you can shove it down, you can run from it, you can try to hide it, but the reality is what's going on in there is leaking. And it may not be visible to you, but it sure is visible to those who are around you. Thanks so much for listening today. We would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email at hello at Also, be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss out on any future conversations. I hope our time together inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey.